am Chris, and this is my Writing Table podcast, where we talk to authors and other creatives about the writing world and what it takes to create the books that we love to read. Ready? Pull up a chair and let's begin. Nicole Meyer is a multi-published author and book coach living in the Pacific Northwest. Her debut novel, The House of Bradbury, was chosen as a best book of 2016 by Refinery29. Her second book, The Girl Made of Clay, was named a top book according to BookBub readers. Her latest novel is The Second Chance Supper Club. Nicole has taught writing workshops in schools, libraries, wellness retreats, and writers' conferences. She currently works as a book coach for fiction writers. Her works have been published in The Oregonian, Cascade Journal, Southern Oregon Magazine, Women Writers, Women's Books, Brazen Woman, and more. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you for having me. You come from two different perspectives, a writer and as a coach. So first, let's talk about your writing journey. How did you become a novelist? Yeah, I love talking about this because I think everybody's path is different. And I think one thing that is similar with a lot of up-and-coming authors is that we have to get up the courage to follow that dream. So for me, I went to school for writing. I did a lot of freelance work and worked at different magazines and worked for different editors. But then I took a big chunk of time off when I raised my family and I missed it. And my secret wish was to become a novelist. So right around, um, you know, the eve of my 40th birthday, I'd mentioned to another writer friend, I have a secret manuscript. I'd really like to be a novelist. And she took me to the San Francisco Writers Conference. I'd never been to a writers conference before, but the second I walked into that hotel and the lobby was full of agents and editors and publishers and writers, I just knew I'd found my people. And that really spurred me to get serious about it and really chase that dream. Writing is such a solitary act. Mm -hmm. And so many of us do the solitary piece and then discover your people. How cool for you to have found it kind of in reverse. One thing that I really remember from that conference is maybe one of the classes I was in was 300 attendees and the speaker got up and said, only two of you in this room are ready to publish your book. And I remember that felt like a slap in the face to so many of us because we had been working and writing, but it was so true because it's a long game, right? You know, you've written novels yourself. It's a long game. So I really learned to hone the craft and network. Networking is so important. So many women writers have lifted me up and given me advice and read my pages. And that really was sort of the point that I got serious about it. Did you end up publishing that novel? No, that was my practice novel. It lives in a drawer. (laughs) I will say that I tried to pitch some agents and it took about nine months from pitching to hearing back from all the agents I pitched with that manuscript. And as any sort of writer who's been pitching knows, you don't always hear back from agents. And if you do, you don't always hear feedback. But one, she's not my agent today, but I adore her. She took the time to write back a response chapter by chapter why the book wasn't working. And it was the greatest gift to me. So that was a great learning experience. It was my practice novel. And right away, I began The House of Bradbury, which became my debut novel and was published in 2015. Did you publish traditionally or hybrid or how did you go from there? So because I had had that experience with just trying to get an agent, let alone a publisher, it took nine months just to get someone to read the first three pages. I was well aware that it would take anywhere between one to two years to get my book out there. 
So because of that, I started looking at small presses and hybrid presses. I had a sense of urgency. I think a lot of us with our debut have. I certainly got my own editors and things like that to make sure the book was polished to the best of my ability. But I wound up getting introduced to a hybrid publisher and they were women owned and they were featuring commercial women's fiction, which was what I was writing. And so I signed a contract with them and I loved the experience because it was very collaborative. I had to put some skin in the game. They put some skin in the game and we did it together. I've since then gone on to work with a bigger publisher and I can say there's pros and cons to each avenue. It's interesting having your foot in both worlds to be able to... Yeah really appreciate how it works on both sides, especially as you advise writers. You have written, you have done creativity coaching. And as I understand it now, you are a coach for fiction writers. So how is it that you support writers in that process? Yeah, I love, love, love doing this. I think it's kind of an up and coming field. We all know that there's life coaches out there and coaches for so many ways to improve your life and become your best self. A book coach is something I desperately wish I had when I was writing. I kind of forced my literary agent to be this person. What's different about a book coach as opposed to, say, a developmental editor is that a book coach will walk alongside you every step of the way from concept all the way to pitching to publishers. So what I love about my job is that a writer will come to me either with an idea for a book or a first draft for a book. And I will work with them on building the foundation. What's your deep level why? What is the point of every chapter? What's the structure? What's the character development? And we go through the whole thing. It includes developmental editing as well, but I'm also working with them on the big picture. What are your goals for this book? Where do you want it to be? What what are your goals as a career author? Because I truly believe if you have writing in your heart, you probably don't just have one book in your heart, you have more. So this is what, like I said, I forced my agent to do this for me (laughs) when I was writing. I needed that cheerleader in my corner who would edit, who would also strategize and work on the long game and work on my craft with me. So I love doing that with writers now. I just focus on fiction writers only because that's sort of my wheelhouse. And then within that, my specialty is women's fiction, book club fiction, and historical fiction. About how many clients at a time do you take? So I like to have four to six clients a month. Usually when someone signs up with me for the coaching, it's a three-month minimum. So they are with me at least three months, but most of them keep going. And then I also onboard people who just want a developmental edit, and that's just going to be for a month, and then they're, they're finished, and it's time for them to move on. Yeah, that's kind of the sweet spot for me. You know, you've been on the other side of it as the writer. So how does it feel being on this end of it and watching someone else produce, you know, go through that process and produce a final result, a final book? How does that feel? It feels amazing. I mean, there are so many good stories out there just waiting to be told. And there are so many talented people. And I truly believe, and I believe this at the beginning, that it doesn't always mean you need all the talent in the world. You need all the tenacity and stick-to-itiveness in the world because that's what it takes to write a book. So when I have someone come to me who's not a seasoned writer, it's almost my favorite because we work together draft after draft and you see them really open up and see the deep level why of their story and get excited. And all of a sudden, their writing gets better, their mission and follow-through gets better. And then once they're ready to start pitching agents and editors, that's really exciting for me. And I 
honestly, I have to say, I get almost more excited for other people than I did for myself. <laughs> because <laughs> as we know with yourself, you get all the imposter syndrome and who do I think I am? None of that's there when I'm coaching. I'm just helping the reviews. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yes. When you're doing this, looking back at the clients that you've had so far, is there kind of a common denominator about just a few things that, that newbie authors are missing or, or maybe something you, you continue to identify in newer authors that is a problem or keep holding them back? You know, that's a great question. And there's probably a couple layers to that. What keeps holding all of us back is like I said, the imposter syndrome of who do I think I am? I have people come to me with really special and unique ideas but then every once in a while, they say, well, who do I think I am? And who's going to, who cares about me? And who would read my work? We all need to get over that hump. So I think anyone can be a writer, but they have to have the passion and they have to stick to it. So I keep reminding people. And then we do a lot of prompts and work through that in order for them to get over that hump. Something on a very basic level, which shocks me almost weekly, is that writers will query me and say, I think I want coaching or I think I want editing. And I'll ask them just a few questions about their book, their story, their audience. And nine times out of 10, they can't name a comparative title because they don't read books in the genre they're writing. It's crazy to me. They'll say, I want to write a thriller. Great. What other thriller writers do you admire? Well, I haven't read a thriller for about five years. Okay. You need to get on Goodreads. You need to get on Amazon and and really do your research. So that, you know, I don't mean to sound judgmental, but that shocks me. What is it? Stephen King says, if you don't have time to read, you don't have time to write. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. There are book coaches that are aligned with different other book coaches. Do you do your own thing? Or is this something that you work with? You know, I think Jenny Nash has people who work for her. Is there, what is your model for coaching? So that's a great question. And this is evolving. So I became a coach kind of by accident because I was running creative workshops um, over the pandemic. And a lot of the people coming to me wound up being writers and we would finish the four week course. And before I knew it, a few of them were saying, can you stay with me until I'm finished writing my book? So I started coaching and developing my own program, but I really wanted to up-level my game and I really wanted to network with other coaches. So I signed up and I am now in Jenny Nash's author accelerator program and I'm pretty close to being accredited. I just have to finish one more curriculum. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. I attended a Women's Fiction Writers Association a couple of years ago where she was the, the main speaker and mm. boy, learned so, so very much. She's, she's, she's the amazing. Coolest. Yeah, she is. I mean, she just, she helps you boil it down to you know, what's important to the story and the rest needs to go. And that's a hard, that's a hard lesson to learn. But once you get it, start going, okay, wait, does this move the story forward? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> gotta go. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you still writing? I have not written anything since the pandemic. I've just been working with other writers. And to me, that's kind of filling my creative well right now. I'm sure I will write again in the near future, but I'm not focusing on that. What do you see as a gap? Like, commercial women's fiction. What are you not seeing out there that maybe we should be looking at? I'm not seeing enough diversity and that that can that also takes on a bunch of different layers, but we need different voices out there. So I definitely think that we need diversity in storytelling, diversity in points of view, diversity in cultural perspectives, but also on a marketing and sales level, I will tell you that 
I'm seeing a lot of copycats and everything from book covers to titles to themes. And I actually was with an editor from a larger publisher at a bookstore once uh, within the past two or three years. And she was telling me she was picking up books because she wanted to copy their covers at their publishing house. And that really felt bad. So I don't think there's enough diversity. And unfortunately, if something's marketed well, then other people are going to copy that. Putting yourself in the role of the, as the author, you know, when your publisher takes the ball and runs with it, we lose control of that. Mm -hmm. And so how do you advise your authors to avoid those, those pitfalls? That is such a great question. I will tell writers to go in with your eyes wide open and to pick your battles. I certainly have battled with bigger publishers over my cover, over my title, over the release date. You can't battle over everything, but pick your battle and try and collaborate as best you can. When you first meet a new client, what is that initial sit down like? What are you establishing? So yeah, I like to do an intake for sure, because I need to know where the writer is in their journey. And I also need to know their mindset. You know, um, I'm not interested in working with writers who don't want to be critiqued at all or very defensive because that means they're not open to change. And even the best writer needs to be open to some editorial feedback. So those are two things I look for. And then I ask them, what is your goal? A lot of times people haven't stopped to think about it because they're so excited about their story and they have that, what I call the honeymoon phase of written the first three chapters and they feel great about it. But I really sit them down and say, I I want you to sit with me for an hour. We're going to talk about all the publishing paths. And then I want you to tell me your goal. Because again, nine times out of 10, they'll say, I want to be on the New York Times bestseller. And I want to be with Random House. And I will say, okay, this is what self-publishing looks like. This is what hybrid publishing looks like. This is what small press. And this is what the big five or the big four now. And nine times out of 10, they change their goal and say, oh, I don't want to do any of that. (laughs) <laughs> and they want, they go to self-publishing or whatever they do hybrid, you know? So I want people to know up front where they're going because we need to look, it's a long game, look ahead, you know? So smart. Yeah. Cause <laughs> it's definitely not a short game ever. Yeah. <laughs> what are you reading right now? Oh gosh. I just finished um, the exiles, which is a novel by Christina Baker Klein. I thought it was fantastic. And I think it might be being turned into a movie or a series. I could be wrong on that, but man, I recommend that. Yeah. I really still love women's fiction. That'll always be at the heart of what's in my bookshelf. Are you working with published authors or unpublished authors? Right now, my current clients are all unpublished. You know, they've they have work out there in different publications in terms of online magazines and print, but none of them, I believe, have any work that's on bookshelves. Okay. Based on what you learned from publishing your three books, what are some of the main lessons that you want to pass along to your clients? You know, one big lesson that was hard for me to learn was don't be in a hurry. We, like I said before, we have this sense of urgency. We've got this story. We're so proud of it. We can't wait to show the world. We've maybe hired a freelance editor. It looks good. Don't be in a rush because as soon as you rush, whether it's with getting an agent, a publisher, a marketing plan, if you rush, you're going to start compromising your goals and compromising your mission. And then you start to get frustrated. 
it's super easy to just pick up that first contract that comes your way, but you have to read it and make sure they're going to support you in the way that you want to be supported. I really dream about supporting other writers because I think it's hard. It's everyone's so alone in this and it's competitive Mm -hmm. and it's hard. So I want to support people and I want to remind them, build community network with other writers. I think that's really important. Don't do it by yourself. And how did you find your community of writers? So I love the Women's Fiction Writers Association. I think that they time and time again offer such a great supportive community, amazing webinars and pitch sessions and opportunities for critique. It has been outstanding. And I I know there are other organizations out there for different genres. I really recommend people find an association or a group like that that is just a well of support. What do you do when you're not coaching? And you're not reading or writing. What do you do for fun? Gosh, I am. I live in Oregon, so I love to be out in nature. And I, I definitely need to take more time to do this. But every time I want to refill my creative well, whether it's with my family or my girlfriends or by myself, I need to just keep hiking and going on walks and just getting outside. That really makes me happy. In your view, what is good writing? Good writing is telling a story that builds empathy and lets the reader in. What is the best writing advice you've received? Oh, I received a lot. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. So the best writing advice from an author named Anne Ma, she writes cooking sort of focused novels. I interviewed her a long time ago because I used to have a blog way back in the day. And I asked her, can you give me one piece of advice? I want to be a novelist. And she said two words. She said, start small. And at first I was a little irritated. I wanted something I could sink my teeth into, but I thought about it and she was totally right. You cannot just start from zero and go to a hundred in one day. So I I listened to, I started small. I, I applied for a job to write blog posts for my local visitors association. And I learned how to build an audience. And then I got hired for a freelance gig and I learned how to work with an editor And then I started writing more for magazines. I learned how to hone my skills. So really starting small, it was like this rock rolling downhill. It just kind of built momentum. And so by the time I was ready to write a book, I had all that other experience. How does someone, if they want to get aligned with you on coaching, what is the process to be considered as a client? Yeah. So they can find me. I'm always on Instagram or they can find me on my website, which is NicoleMeyerAuthor.com. And really they can set up just a complimentary exploratory call. So we hop on the phone for 20 minutes. There's no stakes. And we just kind of ask each other questions and find out if we're a good fit. And then from there, they can look into either monthly coaching or developmental editing. What is some advice that you would like to leave for our newbie authors out there who are just now thinking, I think I'm going to try to write this book. Hmm. First of all, get all the books in your genre and start reading. The best thing you can do is research. You arm yourself with all the information. And if you find a few of those books or authors you admire, start connecting with them on social media or their newsletter. Just find out more about them because that will probably let you know more for later, like who's their editor, who's their publisher, who's their PR agent. And then I would also say, stick to it. Build a habit and keep showing up. The worst thing you can do is just show up every five months and write for an hour and then forget about it because the momentum just won't be there. So show up, do your research and be committed. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much. I loved it. 
To learn more about Nicole, visit NicoleMeyerAuthor.com. If you're enjoying The Writing Table, please consider leaving us a review. There are so many podcasts out there. Reviews help other listeners find us. Thanks so much for your support.